how do you use inspiration and yet create authentic work you know something that is like just truly yours your work and something that people might just look at and say oh yeah that's jennifer's work okay that's silvia's work you know so no matter which photo is your inspiration the ultimate photo that you create how do you make sure that it is you and you Hello hello this is your host Dyutima and welcome to my food lens podcast where we talk about everything from food photography styling to business and mindset after 15 years as an architect i switched careers and i'm now a professional food stylist and food photographer based in singapore i'm also the founder of the business my food lens where we help clients elevate their brand through drool worthy photos My motto is put your best food forward. Well, here on this podcast, I promise to keep it raw and real and hope you find your answers, action and inspiration as we move through the episodes. So you have this delicious, beautiful chocolate cake and before you dive right in, there's one thing that you want to do. Photograph it, right? So you want to photograph that beautiful chocolate cake that you have but you want to do it a little bit differently than it has been done before or you might have dealt with chocolate before now chocolate is a tough subject it's a delicious subject but it is a tough subject and god knows that so what do you do you go and look for inspiration so you go on pinterest or you go on instagram i love pinterest i just love pinterest So you go on Pinterest or you go on Instagram and you actually go and see how your favorite photographers have worked with the subject like chocolate, brown food, delicious but ever so difficult. And then you're scrolling, scrolling and you see this one image and then it's like hallelujah. You see that one image, it strikes a chord and you like that's it. That's it. You're feeling it. You're feeling it. It's inspiring you. You're filling up with inspiration. but then a thought just crosses your mind and you're like oh but i don't want my photo to look like that how do i make mine look different now as artists as photographers we don't want to create the kind of work that inspires us we want to make something different after all we are artists but then like let's say you're looking at that photo that image has hit you really really hard all right it's all you can think of you've been dreaming about it and then when you go ahead and create your own version no matter how hard you try the resemblance is obvious the resemblance is just uncanny it literally looks like another version of that inspirational photo so obviously you don't feel good about it and what happens is probably the next time that you try to create that you're either trying too hard to not make your photo look like the photo that inspires you or you just feel stuck or you end up creating another photo that yet again looks like the photo that inspired you in the first place so what happens is that you either create an image that strongly resembles that inspirational image or the opposite happens that you're so stuck that you're trying so hard to create something 
different that you're just not able to move forward, that you start questioning yourself because that one image is just sitting in your head. It is not letting you get past it. You are so heavily drawn to it, so heavily inspired, so badly want to create something like that, but yet you cannot create something different from it. Does this sound familiar? Oh, it is so familiar. It's so common with us artists, us photographers. I've definitely been in that place. But let's say, you know, those things happen. What do you do? How do you use inspiration and yet create authentic work? You know, something that is like just truly yours, your work, and something that people might just look at and say, oh, yeah, that's Jennifer's work. Okay, that's Sylvia's work, you know. So no matter which photo is your inspiration, the ultimate photo that you create, how do you make sure that it is you and you, right? So that's exactly what we're going to talk about today. Because no matter where we are in our journey, we will always seek inspiration and in many different ways. I mean, look at the beautiful images that we are surrounded by, you know, on social media, on all kinds of platforms. So it is but natural to seek inspiration from them and to get drawn to them. But how do we make sure that we still stay original? We still stay true to ourselves, right? And I think that it's very, very important to draw inspiration from other artists. I mean, even clients draw inspiration. <laughs> yeah, they do. You know, look at mood boards. Don't you create mood boards for your clients? Everybody creates mood boards. In fact, some of my clients give me art direction or when I work with magazines to, you know, give the art direction for that shoot. Yeah, we refer to images of other photographers, other artists, other kind of artworks from other kind of arts in the world. So everybody refers to inspiration, images that act as inspiration. We cannot move away from it. And that is why we kind of have to embrace them and learn how to draw, just pull out the inspiration from them and create the best that we can in our own original way. So no copying, no imitation, something that's truly, truly ours, but so inspired and drawn by the work of another artists. So today I'm going to walk you through five ways on how to use an image as an inspiration and create something that is truly, truly, truly your style from that image. So the first place to start or the absolutely first thing that you need to do is question yourself. All right. So when you look at a photo and it's hit home run for you, it is extremely inspiring. You're drawn. You can't stop thinking about it. You're dreaming about it. Quickly stop your thoughts and ask yourself, what is it about that image that is really striking? Right. What is it that is really pulling you in? What is the best thing that you like about that photo? Immediately, immediately break it down for yourself. Ask yourself that question. So what I'm going to do now is give you five components, which are the five ways that we can identify what it is in an image that inspires us and draw that or pull that out as an inspiration and create from that foundation. All right. So here are the five things that you can observe in a photo and then question yourself whether 
that is what you know drawing you in that is what is driving your inspiration and then you need to just pick one of them up so we'll talk more as i go through each of the components so the first one which i always think is a clear differentiator when we look at the millions of hundreds of images that we see on social media when we look at them the number one differentiator at least for me is color right so we know that certain colors are classic the combinations are classic but then when you see something different it just stands out it pops so the number one component that you can observe in a photo is color now color is a very strong component of inspiration i would say so observe whether that is what is striking you in an image now let's say we're talking about chocolate right so you're looking at an image and it has really struck you you're drawn into it so unlike the you know usual cool blue combination that you most commonly see with chocolate maybe that cake is standing out or maybe that photo is standing out for you because that chocolate that brown chocolate is photographed on either a beautiful pink or a vibrant green and that is what just completely like popped for you so color is your element of inspiration for that photo you don't have to copy the entire thing but you can most definitely use that color combination as your inspiration so you know even when we talk about our own style there are some colors that we use more than others like for example i <laughs> i never use purple i mean i don't wear purple i don't like purple i nothing in my house is purple i don't use it in my photography so whenever we come across a palette that is new there's novelty in it then either we are completely drawn to it or it could be something that we're like oh i've never tried this before maybe i should give it a shot so ask yourself what is it about the color or is it the color that is drawing you in is it monochrome is it high contrast color see if that gives you some kind of creative ideas you know I remember I had one scene of photo which had a pink and red palette and it was by another photographer obviously so I was very drawn to it and then I created something with the similar color palette my photo looked like nothing nothing like that photo but I liked the idea of pairing pink and red and then I added a bit of white to it and that's it it just gave my work a whole new range and I was like ooh interesting and thereafter i've created many photos within that palette but just the idea of using pink with red was so innovative so that what drew me in and i was able to identify it and that's how i created one photo after the other within that palette so color palettes could be a very very strong way to get inspired every time you look at a photo question yourself is it the color is that what i'm liking all right So with that we move on to the second component that you can observe or that can be a point of inspiration for you in an image. And it's actually one of I would say probably the most popular component it is composition, right? Are you smiling? <laughs> yeah, we love compositions. We are always struggling with compositions, but we love compositions and big compositions, right? So the second place I would say to find inspiration in a photo is in its composition. Look at a photo and see if that is what is really popping for you. Now one thing is that 
why composition draws us into a photo is because it is one of our biggest struggles, right? Whenever I have asked this question, more than technical photography, most folks struggle with composition. And that becomes the basis, actually, of one of the biggest mistakes that we see in creators' works. And that is, whenever we are inspired by composition in a photo, we copy it as it is. If we see the bowl in a certain position, we go and play as a bowl in that position. If we see glass over there, we'll go and put glass over there. So we start creating similar kind of compositions. I mean, how many times have you come across compositions that look just so similar to the next one? Especially, I think, I'm just being honest, I think cakes, brownies, pancakes, the stack, the honey, like, I'm not saying that they're bad compositions. I'm just saying that they are common and popular because they work and they might be very striking and appealing and delicious, but they are similar kind of compositions, right? So when we like something, especially when it is a difficult thing to imitate or get creative with, then we tend to copy it. So let's not do that. That's the point of this episode, the point why I'm sharing this right now. So whenever you feel that, ooh, la, la, I'm so drawn to this composition, I wish I could create something like that, wonderful. At least you have identified that it is the composition that's drawing you in. What you need to do next is just go in a little bit deeper. So you're looking at the photo, you're loving the composition, just start looking at the details, all right? Where is the glass place? Like, where are the components? Just generally take an overall look at it and then pay attention to the bigger picture. How is the direction in that photo? Where is the direction of the fork? How are the elements placed in totality? Like, do you feel like they are moving horizontally within a frame or are they moving up like vertically? So that's the direction of the composition. So is there more of movement? Is there more of direction? Is there a diagonal to it or is it more like straight? Like look at the bigger picture, look at the components or the, I would say the guides of composition. So. Instead of focusing on the exact position of the props, look at the overall intention of the creator and what they have tried to do within the composition. Maybe you can even look at the placement guides. Uh, where is the hero placed? And you know, is the placement of the hero so innovative and strategic that it's drawing your eye in beautifully? Or you know, the way the three folks in the composition are placed. They are all in different directions, but looking so natural. So think and observe these big, big compositional uh, elements, all right, instead of the small ones. And once you identify what is giving direction to the composition, how are the elements giving movement? You know, are they going from left to right? Are they going from north to south? What is the direction? Is there a play of different sizes? Is there a play of different heights? Take that in and then translate it to whatever you are going to create. So instead of creating a composition which is very close to the inspirational image, you will actually end up creating that is something truly yours, but it will be on the foundation of a strongly or a well-understood composition guide, I would say, or a composition style, right? So what happens when you pay attention to the bigger picture is that one, 
you have a very good understanding of what is drawing you in and that way you can bring it to your work right the second thing is that it gives you a better understanding of composition in general like something that we all struggle with at some point or the other which is so tough when you begin to observe and take action like that you are really strengthening your composition skills you know that is where you are really working not just on creating that one image but you're building a pretty solid like composition skill set for all your future work so i would say that whenever you are drawn to composition in a photo just take a step back and try to look at the bigger elements like for me i have an architectural background right you know that so for me a composition is something that i worked with my whole life right so i have a process when i'm coming up with compositions for me aesthetics come from my architectural background uh, but i still remember that there was a time when i came across this photo and i was like wow what is this man i have not seen placement of props in this manner and it was this beautiful beautiful image there was tons of negative space and the direction of the props actually was from east to west at that time i thought it was a very very cool composition so what i did was that i was so inspired that i've actually gone in and i've used that composition technique many times i have never ever created a copy of that image like i've never created an image where the props are placed exactly like that image that made me stop in my tracks i've actually gone i understood what was the intention of the creator there why did he place or she placed the bowls in that direction and what is the feeling that i got by looking at the movement like what is the rhythm that i the flow that i felt of that particular composition and that's it that is what inspired me and from there on i've used that composition technique many 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 times it's nothing like the original but just by understanding the bigger picture that was my learning that is what i use now in my future work so i would say please pay close attention to what you are liking about the composition learn from it and then create your own version from your own thought process now that is a guaranteed photo that is unique and also so you right don't you agree with that we come to the third way that you can find inspiration in a photo and you're going to love this one because this is also one of our favorites and it is actually the foundation of everything we do so the third way that you can find inspiration in a photo or the third component that you can observe in a photo is light i'm going back to a chocolate cake example all right so you are scrolling through pinterest and you see like hundreds of chocolate cake photos but then one of them hits you like lightning <laughs> right it hits you like lightning and then when you really look at it close it's like a really simple photo it's like a simple slice of cake with beautiful delicious chocolate ganache is kept on a saucer kind like a small plate and it's just photographed in all its honesty and out of the fanciest like the most elaborate of photos on the internet that slice of cake has totally won your attention it is the most inspiring photo that you have seen even though there is nothing nothing extraordinarily remarkable about the color palette or a mind blowing composition it's a cake slice of cake sitting on a plate with a fork in it like that's it 
but yet you're like, oh my goodness, what a shot. Now, why do you think you're drawn to it, right? Like, first of all, just tell me, has this happened to you? It's happened to me like so many times. And whenever I'm looking at a photo, which is so simple and so powerful, 90% of the times I know that it is the light. It is the light that is inspiring me. You know, when you look at that photo, that probably that cake slice is created in light that is just so, so, so stunning. Like the highlights are so spectacular and so spectacular, you know, that your eyes are just glued. I mean, imagine specular highlights on chocolate ganache. Wow. Wow. So if that has happened to you before, you can almost be certain that it is actually the light that is inspiring you. So that is the third way or the third thing that you can observe in a photo. And then when you like the light in that photo, use it as the basis for your own photo. You don't need to copy anything else. You don't need to you know, fall back on the colors or the composition. You just understand the direction of light, understand the quality of light, understand the power of light in that photo, and then recreate that in yours. There are so many different elements of light, honestly, that could actually inspire you in a photo. I mean, there could be soft light. Maybe it's the soft light, you know, on that chocolate. Maybe it's harsh light on that ganache. Maybe it is dappled light. So that's giving a ton of texture. Maybe they're just, like I said, specular highlights, exaggerated highlights. Maybe there are really deep shadows, which is giving that immense depth to the photo. So pick what is really uh, striking you and one that suits your subject, your hero. All right. That is also important. Once you pick that kind of light, like whatever that is, then make it your inspiration, you know, center all your photography, all your composition decisions, everything around achieving or creating that light. You know what colors you use, the props that you have, the direction, camera angle, all of these choices really impact light. So just by using light as an inspiration, you can actually take a lot of decisions for your photo and create something that is authentic, cohesive. And at the end, you know, your one purpose is to recreate that inspiring light that you saw in that particular photo. All right. So light is a very powerful element. It will never make you look like you've imitated somebody's work and yet it will strengthen your own photography technique. It will make you think about a lot of other things, like I said, camera angle and uh, light direction, softness, harshness, and a lot of other components. So you can definitely use light as an inspiration as well. So the fourth place that you can find inspiration in a photo is from the props that they use. Yeah. So, you know, we all have a style, right? We all usually have a style and we tend to use props that match our style. And if you're wondering if you have any questions about how can props match our style and how do we find our style by using props, then I've talked all about that in episode 18. So if you want to go and catch a whole <laughs> a whole episode on how to choose props, what to think about and how they are textual and you know all the good stuff, then check out episode 18 if you're interested. All right. So coming back, props, I think, can be like a really, really good source of inspiration without making our photo look like it's a copy or an imitation of the original. All right. So I'm going to go back to the chocolate cake example. And let's say you're looking at all the chocolate cake photos. Now, pay attention to props, all right? 
how do you pull out the inspiration from props all right let's talk about that so every photographer they photograph the same subject in a different style i would say so someone might shoot chocolate cake in a very like preliminary stage as in in a very rustic kind of environment as in maybe just in the kitchen they have created a baking scene with baking tools spatula mixing bowl all of that someone might have created a minimal scene like i said uh, a cake slice with just a fork or a knife that's all or a full cake with a knife on the side just very minimal or someone might have photographed chocolate cake like with a whole shebang it's like a afternoon tea scene so there's tea there's chocolate cake slices there's fine china there's a teapot uh steaming tea lots of components here so there are different ways that chocolate cake can be photographed so think about the props of course that also like heavily heavily depends on the story but also try to think how innovatively you can bring props to your image like how can you find inspiration in the props that you're seeing for example if you're looking at all the baking tools then they might all be like stainless steel so stainless steel whisk maybe a stainless steel mixing bowl and you're like wow i love that i love the texture that it's bringing and the feel the gray glossy you know shiny kind of feel that it's bringing maybe that is what inspires your photo but then you could think like oh but i i actually like the minimal style where i just have maybe the entire cake and one knife now that knife what kind of knife is it is it a stainless steel knife is it a a vintage knife or is it just a really really rustic aluminum knife again you are using a similar prop but you are using it in the context of your own story and your own style of props all right and then or you could be very inspired by the tea scene and you're like oh i'm loving this combination of tea and cake and i'm loving that there is this whole idea of teapot and plates you know those props like that whole thing is inspiring you well you don't need to use fine china your style could very much be like mine which is like really rustic imperfect ceramics so how about you get like a really nice ceramics sugar pot and milk pot and uh some rustic ceramic plates you know and then just create a tea scene or maybe a coffee and cake scene with ceramics so you have drawn inspiration from the tea scene you are neither using their style of fine china props nor are you imitating their composition but what inspired you was really the the kind of props that were used you know so it was a tea set with plates or it's the knife or it's the spatula like find inspiration in the elements in the props that are there and whether they fit your story does that make sense this one is not as direct as probably light or composition it needs a little bit more thinking and interpretation also it needs a lot of like questioning yourself what your story is and whether that particular using that particular prop will fit your story but sometimes you are really drawn by props i remember i was really drawn into a photo which had this cooling rack on it and i once had to create a photo of galettes uh there were berry galettes and um i had a rustic cooling rack and it was so fitting to that story of you know galettes freshly baked galettes i used it in that photo and it came up beautifully from that inspirational image there were 10 other props in it but for me the cooling rack really stood out 
And that's what I translated and brought back into my photo of the gallet. So you don't have to use all the props that inspire you in an image. You can pick one or none or completely change the style, completely change the color. But the point is that that is the foundation of your story and how you tackle that image. So also choose props that suit the mood that you are creating. All right. And once you think creatively on those lines, your photo will be nothing like the original. It'll be your style, your story, boss. Right. All right. With that, we come to the last or the fifth way that you can find inspiration in an image. Last but not the least. <laughs> so that one is camera angle. All right. Don't roll your eyes. I'm going to tell you exactly how camera angles can be a very, very important source of inspiration. Now, camera angle, I think, is actually quite overlooked as a, a source of inspiration. So I don't know if you observe it, but for me, like whenever I'm drawn to a photo, it's definitely one of the things that I notice because camera angles really give personality to a photo, right? So, you know, let's say we are looking at chocolate cake. Now, mostly cakes are what? Shot in what angle? Like a flat lay or because they have height, sometimes even straight on. But imagine a slice of cake on a plate and it's shot in a three-fourth angle, like really up close macro. Like, wow. If I saw a photo like that, I would just go, wow. And sometimes, though, oftentimes, it's the novelty of shooting a particular subject in an innovative camera angle that is what draws our attention. But the point is that we hardly ever notice it or we don't even try to think that is it the camera angle that is drawing us into this photo. There could be nothing, nothing extraordinary about any of the other components like the composition or the light or even colors, props, nothing. Everything is fine. It's just that it is photographed in this fantastic, the most appealing, the most awesome <laughs> camera angle that you might not have seen for that subject. And that is why you stopped in your track. The next time an image jumps out for you, you try to question, you know, whether it is the camera angle or not. And if that is your point of inspiration, then bingo, you've got it. You know exactly how to make your subject pop and to make it look different from how it might have been photographed by other creators. So you've drawn inspiration, but you've created something that is your own. With that, those were our five ways to draw inspiration without copying, without imitating, just by observing, questioning ourselves, and also in the process, really building up our skill set, right? I think I've touched on like five, but I'm sure there are many other ways to get inspired. These are definitely my top five, and these are very easy and straightforward. And when I say straightforward, I really mean that we have to sometimes know what we are looking for, right? Sometimes you're like, I just don't know. I can't put my finger on it. I really can't tell. No, uh -uh. Does not work, boss. If you want to find inspiration and create authentic work, then you've got to put your finger on the right thing. And for that, you have to know what the things are, where you can put your finger. <laughs> All right. So my job here was to tell you at least five things that you can put your finger on and say, is this what is inspiring me? Is this what is working for me? So observing those aspects of inspiration 
actually strengthen our own photography skills. They also strengthen our conceptualizing skills and technique. I mean, when we talk of camera angles or lighting, definitely technique. So the next time you're inspired by an image and you want to create something similar, you just stop for a minute. All right. You just stop. You ask, what is the most inspiring part of the photo for you? And then you create your own version of it. That way you will always create something original, authentic, and you will always, always, my friend, you will always stand out from the crowd. Now, who does not want that, right? All right. So if you enjoyed that episode, as always, I would request you to please rate, review and subscribe on whichever platform that you're listening. And it'll be awesome, awesome, awesome. If you could also please share this episode with a friend or on your Instagram stories, that would mean a lot to me. And if you are looking to streamline your photography process, you want to save time, you're looking for a quick checklist of 10 steps that you need to complete a photo shoot and make sure you don't miss out anything during a photo shoot. Well, then, my friend, I have a free guide called the 10 step photo shoot. It's linked in the show notes. You can download it right from there or you just send me an email or a DM on Instagram and I'll have it sent your way. All right. So I hope you found this episode useful. If you have suggestions for any other kind of topics that you would like to listen to, please also send them my way. Well, with that, until next time, bye-bye.